No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the clear blue sky, and with the grace of God, I'll camp until I die. <laughs> Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name's Jesse. And today we start off sequel month with a sequel I've been dying to cover, one I actually saw before the original. Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. A camp masterpiece, if you ask me. Yes, in all senses of the word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just some real quick announcements. Uh, we This is uh, 4th of July weekend that we are recording this, and we will be immediately recording next week's episode following this one. Um, and we are doing that because next weekend we are going to Joe Bob's Jamboree. Yay! Yay. Um, and so that's the only way that we can make sure that we don't fall behind or miss a week or whatever. So that's what we're doing. That does mean that the polls aren't going to necessarily be read in orders. So like we'll have last week's poll results for this episode, but next episode will not have this week's poll results, yeah. if that makes sense. So we will double announce those the following week. You dig? It's okay. You'll figure it out eventually. So I'm going to go ahead and take that chance to plug our social media too. So that way y'all just can stay abreast of our schedule, polls, where to watch, call for reviews, everything like that. So we've got a Facebook page. We've got an Instagram, Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast. And we've got a Twitter, Least Fave Pod. We've got a TikTok. Figure that one out for your own damn self. Do it. You can also find us on our website, which is leastfavoritescarymovie.com, and we have a Gmail, leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com. I believe that's it that for is our all. social media. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, I'm going to ask Travis to read last week's poll results mm, okay. for our movie X. X. Yes. To you. So this one, again, courtesy of Jesse. It's a poll based off of Ty West's X. The question was, what does EP stand for in X? We have three options for you guys. So on Twitter, okay, first of all, I'm going to read the options first. So you've got executive producer, pretty standard, enormous penis, considering the subject matter, also probably believable. And then, finally, elderly penetration. Also relevant to the movie. Also, but it's like getting... Like, progressively more uh, bad. What's a good word for bad? I don't know a better word for bad. I don't know, but I do want everybody to know that I was high on oxycodone when I came up with this poll and was giggling like crazy, and Travis was just like, fuck it, I guess it's the poll we're going with. No, I had a good one, I thought, and then you said that, and I thought that that was just fucking stupid, but I liked it, and... I ran with it. Which, you know? yeah, I mean, I could have not been on painkillers and still would have thought that it was really funny. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, that was the where my brain was at when I came up with that poll. Well, okay, let's let's see what everybody said. Okay. So on Twitter, sixty-seven percent said enormous penis. 
while 33% said elderly penetration. Okay. On Instagram, 30% said executive producer, 70% said enormous penis. So everybody, the enormous penis wins on this one. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that is the defining feature of X, so it's probably fair. I think the elderly penetration is more defining for that movie, but, you know, the the giant penis was there for two seconds, and I guess it stole the show. I mean, when I close my eyes and think of X, uh, all the images that flash through my mind, Kid Cuddy in the doorway comes before the aerial shot of Howard's bum, so. Uh, I mean, there's also, like, the sex slave, which I still consider. Oh, yeah, his pussy dick, too. Yeah, I, you know, that's still within the realm of that. Whatever. It's It's gross. That's the poll for that one. Let's let's just move on. Let's move on to a happier time. Yay. Sleepaway camp, like Camp Rolling Hills. Yeah, we're at Campy Rolling Hills now. Um, Sleepaway Camp Two is a rare treasure to find these days. We actually, I actually purchased it on Amazon because I was sick of not being able to find it easily streaming. So we have it on Prime, always ready to watch. That's how we watched it. Currently, as of today, you can stream it on Tubi or Pluto, or you can rent it from Vudu or Prime. So those are your watch options. I do highly recommend people watch this movie. Like 90% of the time, you'll find it for free. It like it seems to alternate between Pluto and Tubi. Yeah. And sometimes it's like free on Prime. But currently, yeah, those are your options for now. Yeah. So Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, came out in 1988. Written by Fritz Gordon, based on characters by Robert Hiltzik. Directed by Michael A. Simpson. Special effects makeup by Bill Johnson. And music by James Oliverio. Starring Pamela Springsteen as Angela. Renee Estevez as Molly. Tony Higgins as Sean. Valerie Hartman as Allie. Brian Patrick Clark as TC. Fun fact, he was also in Sidney White. I don't... What's Sidney White? It's an Amanda Bynes movie. Do you know it? Yeah, I've is watched it... it. Oh, okay. Is it good? It's been a long time since I've watched it, but okay, enjoyable enough. I just know you always call him Uncle Joey. He does look like Uncle Joey. He does. It's true. And then Walter Gotell is Uncle John. He was in a lot of the Bond movies. Um, He's a Bond guy? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't give off that vibe in this. So, yeah. This movie came out as a limited theatrical release on August 26, 1988. It had a budget of 465000 I think we can safely call that bug Ted, yes? Yeah. Because of the limited theatrical release, we do not have a box office estimate. Although currently, as it stands, Sleepaway Camp 2 has a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. That's pretty surprising. Yeah? Wait. Considering like this is a follow-up to the original? What? I, I was going to say, is it surprisingly low or surprisingly high? Surprisingly high for me because okay. I feel like it. I mean, this is like this is a campy movie, and it, compared to the original, it doesn't take itself as seriously. Yeah, I was reading that uh, Robert Hiltzik originally wanted to go with a darker direction for a sequel, but they wanted to lean more into the fun. So that's I've what heard ended up that. happening with that. Yeah. Uh, a couple movies that I pulled for comparison in 1988. I tried to pick things that I thought tonally. We're a little more lighthearted, a little bit more on the humorous side. Okay. So I've got Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Ooh. 
Uh, that came out September 30th, 1988, so a month after this, essentially. That had a budget of $7.5 million. I believe it because she was a big yeah. figure at the time. Yeah. And we've watched it. Like it's we watched it on her, yeah. yeah, on her thing that she yeah, did she on got Shutter. a Shutter special last year. And yeah, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, sadly, it only grossed five point five million at the box office. That's surprising. Um, and it currently holds a six point five out of ten on IMDb. That makes sense. Then we have Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ooh, uh, that had a budget of one point eight million. Okay, not bad. I also cannot find a box office on there. It was released May 27th, 1988. I cannot tell. I did not see if it was like a limited theatrical release or not. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But it has a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb. I thought that that one would be higher because that is, uh, it's known as a pretty, I mean, it's a cult classic movie. Yeah, it really is. So I I don't know. I was kind of surprised by all of that. But those are our comparisons. Definitely the lowest budget of the three. Um, but yeah. Do you want to guess what? I, I found ad tagline. Just one tagline? Ad tagline, yeah. Um, uh, something about happy campers. You would think. It's not. And they thought it was just another ghost story. Oh, that's stupid. It sounds like the little flip off the front of like a Goosebumps book. Yeah. They, th- this one was so easy to do a tagline for. You would think like something yeah, about campers. Be as cheesy as you want with it because that's the whole premise of this movie. Well, I mean the tag. I mean not the tagline, but like the title of the movie: "Sleepaway Camp to Unhappy Campers." You know, do something with the unhappy camper part. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's where we're at. I don't have a ton of facts about this movie. Uh, most of what I found, I found on multiple websites. So generally, I'm going to assume that they're true unless they're all just parroting one rumor after another. Okay. Remember how I said starring Rene Estevez as Molly? Yeah. Does the name Estevez sound familiar to you at all? Yeah, it's um the, uh, it's the Charlie Sheen's family, right? Yeah, Charlie yeah. Sheen and Emilio Estevez. That is uh, their sister. I can see a little bit of a resemblance. So, you know, the Tip Patrol, the two little peeping Tom kids, Charlie and Emilio? Yeah. Named after the Ah, brothers, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Let's see. The reason, because I know everybody brings this up, Pamela Springsteen is not on the cover of this. It's not on the poster for this movie. Yeah, it's so weird, right? So that's model Connie Craig. Pamela was unavailable for the photo shoot the day they shot for the poster. I pulled a Photoshopped poster that they made with her seems like they could have done that from the very beginning i like the poster that did you see the one that i pulled mm-hmm. for yeah, yeah. It, it, i mean it's got the guy's head that she's holding like he looks scared and, and i mean it's really cheaply done but i i think the i like the spirit of it it captures yeah. the spirit of the movie this the person that they got to model this kind of looks like what i would imagine felissa rose to grow up to also she kind of looks like her i could see that yeah Speaking of, apparently Felissa Rose was asked to return for the sequel, but she was in college. She was in college? Yeah. So we watched the original yeah. um, Sleepaway Camp, Joe Bob edition, while you were recovering from your surgery. Yes. And I remember Jeez. he mentioned to her that she went to NYU or something, so she must have been studying acting still. And then she got a role like an offer to do a job acting and she declined 
She went out to do college. Yeah, good for her, I guess. You know, I mean, it worked out for her. She's had a solid obviously. career, yeah. And you know what? I think it's a blessing in disguise because I think Pamela Springsteen makes this her own role. Yes. Even if it isn't her original character. I think this is a good segue into our pre-discussion thoughts and ratings. Okay. Um, that's the end of my fun facts. So. Are you not going to mention that that's Bruce Springsteen's sister? Eh. I think that's interesting. You're you're mentioning Charlie Sheen's sister, but you know. I only mentioned it because of the character's name, Charlie and Emilio. Well, I think it's pretty interesting that that's Ew. his older sister is uh, like a big part of the Sleepaway Camp franchise. Like two, I don't know. Like he's like a big time musician and then she's doing this. But she's having success in her own unique way. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we'll go into our discussions. Okay. Do you want me to start? Yeah, lead us off. Okay. I think I was introduced to the series on this one because you were also introduced on this mm-hmm. one. Because I remember when we first started dating, you like you saw Sleepaway Camp when we were browsing Netflix or something, and we decided to put it on. And I fell in love with it because we were on like the whole campy horror movie kick, like when I was showing you Troll 2 and all that. Oh, yeah. So it was a good time to watch this. And you know what? This movie is a lot of fun. I feel like this is one of the gateways into my lane of horror that like I'm in right now, where I prefer these types of movies. Because, I don't know, there's just something that is fun about this. Like, it objectively... I wouldn't call it a good movie because, I mean, the limitations are very obvious. The acting is lacking in many scenes, but it has a certain quality to it, and it has heart, and there's just something fun about watching it. I feel like everybody that was involved had a fun time. I I just, I don't know. I, I just have a lot of fun watching this movie. Like, I mean, a lot of the kills are off screen, but I don't care. Some of them aren't, but I don't know. I, I like this movie. I'm going to give it a nine. A nine. Yeah. Wow. Just pure enjoyment. Objectively speaking, it would be lower, but like we said, we don't do that here. Yeah. Uh. Well, I'm going to give it an eight and a half, which I would have thought I would have had the higher rating between the two of us. <laughs> I would have too. I don't know. I think it's partially because I, I like three just a little bit more. You do? Just a little bit I more. Like, this one's my favorite but in the series. I waver between the two of them. So, like, right now I'm on a three kick. Three is one where I feel like, because they shot two and three back to back, and I can feel the exhaustion in three a little bit. Like, they're a little bit more like, fuck it, like, like we need to just get through this, here's the beats. But this one right here, they started off strong because, like, it's it's fresh. And we have vision. And like I said, I waver back and forth between which of the two of them is my favorite. Right now, it's three. I just, you know, it is what it is. Three is great um, also, though. Not saying I don't like three. I love three also. So I, it it doesn't take itself seriously at all. And I love that in a horror movie. It has a lot of fun moments in it. It has such, like, a moral superiority about it, but in a way where, like, Angela's the bad guy, you know? And we get to see her have this, like, high horse, and you're like, she's a bad guy, but then all of the people that she's killing also kind of fucking suck. Kind Um, of like Saw. She was the original Jigsaw. uh, You know what? Yeah. 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 Um, It's so corny. It's so cheesy. 
And I'm also going to say this. I legitimately, because I saw I saw two and three before I saw the first one. Mm-hmm. And I legitimately did not know the whole thing about Angela, Peter, all of that. I thought this was just a bunch of spoiled white transphobic children being shitty and like it telling a big bad ghost story like ooh the 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 uh, transgender person is a bad guy. We had a whole long discussion about this in our original Sleepaway Camp episode. Yeah, and I like that that isn't really the takeaway of this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really a non-factor. I think that they just address it because that's part of the character, but they don't really make it a plot point. Yeah, they don't make it a plot point other than like shitty transphobic teens, basically. Yeah, and like, really they're just giving background info on the character. That's yeah. really it. So I, yeah, it, I, and I feel like tonally it's so different from the first one. I consider them almost different franchises in a way because they are just you know especially with pamela springsteen taking over the role i feel like we just capture two different types of movies between one and then two and three yeah i mean it really is it's it's its own thing yeah and i just i have fun i have fun with it i agree so we're starting off with an 8.75 that's a pretty good average that's pretty strong so I, i agree all right are you ready to go into it I reckon. Okay. Um, something important to note. So we, we kind of hinted at it a little bit. I had surgery this past Thursday. And I had just taken my painkillers when we sat down to watch this movie. And my notes are a mess. But I watch this movie so regularly. I can talk about it just fine. But um, I will be sharing more of my nuggets of wisdom than I normally do. Like, what do you mean you're not good to, like... What I chose to write on the sheet, yeah. Yeah, I tried actually looking at them last night because you were showing me, and I can't fucking make out anything that you wrote, like, wrote. I I can try and read some of these, and it'll it'll be just as entertaining because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, So I can give you a recap of the, the first scene, and then we can talk about it if you want. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Scream. Story around fire. So many mullets. Story of Angela (laughs) Baker, Phoebe. Transphobic convo. Boy pile? No wedgie. Angela busts Phoebe. Say, doesn't deserve camp. Phoebe storms off. Lost. Angela hits with a log and cuts out tongue. Phoebe grabs other side of head when hit. Okay. A lot to unpack here. Let's begin. So, yeah, it starts off they're around a campfire. It looks like a boy's cabin plus Phoebe. TC is telling a story. Very, uh, he's the head counselor. He looks like Uncle Joey from Full House. I defy you to tell me otherwise. He's, yeah, he's kind of like the, fuck, what's the guy from the original? That's Ronnie? Always, yeah, Ronnie, the guy that's always lifting weights. He's the, the Ronnie of this one. Yeah, except he's wearing about 60% more clothing. He's wearing 60% more clothing, and he's got a more fun personality. Yeah. Ronnie is a good guy in the original, but TC is a more enjoyable character for me. Yeah, I agree. Ronnie Ronnie had um, the burden of being in a more serious film. Yeah, exactly. I would like to see Ronnie transplanted into this film. Well, I mean, we have Ronnie in Return to Sleepaway Camp, and he's still super serious. 
But then again, that one is, it also tries to play it Yeah, that straight. one jumps back to, like, I tie that one more in with the first one. I mean, yeah, because Felissa Rose is back in that one, too. Yeah, so they're telling stories. They tell the story about Angela Baker at camp and how she killed a bunch of people. And this is the reason I think it was a bunch of shitty kids. He was like, she had a sex change and our parents' tax dollars paid for it. <laughs> I'm not going to unpack how fucked up and wrong that entire statement is. Um, I, I just like that that was the true horror about it was like, and our parents' taxes paid for it. Like, he's, he's like, do you guys fucking understand? If he wasn't decapitated at the end, um, he would have definitely voted for Trump. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So Angela comes up, she busts Phoebe. She's mad that she's out there with the boys. And they're like, TC's here. And TC clearly didn't see a problem with it. And she's like, you don't deserve camp. Because Angela has decided that camp is the most important thing in her life now. Yeah, she's super into camp. Like, what does she do when it's not camp season, do you think? I think she just camps in the woods. You think she camps? Yeah. Okay, maybe she does. I don't know. But whenever, she's like walking Phoebe back. I'm guessing Phoebe broke away from the original group and went to go hang out with the boys. And on the way back, she like calls her a slut and stuff like that just because she's hanging around the campfire telling stories. But I think one of the main reasons she was pissed because she was telling a story about Angela. I Well, she would have been pissed either way. But I think this is the whole fun thing about this version of Angela. Because in the first one... Like, Angela has a lot of reason to be angry, and the people she attacks are people that have personally harmed her. Yeah. This Angela is so fucking morally superior in her mind, and I love how over the top it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't try and make it reasonable at all. Like, it's just the stupidest reasons, and she gets so upset to the point that she wants to murder some people. Yeah, and so when Phoebe storms off, she gets lost. Angela sneaks up on her and hits her with a log. So she hits her on the right side of her head. Or she hits her, yeah, she hits her on the right side of her head, and Phoebe grabs the left side. And she's like, oh. They, the way that the blood, this is bad fake blood right here, by the way. Bad fake blood alert. <laughs> so, <laughs> got her soundboard back. <laughs> Um, like it slaps her on the side of the head and it's like somebody just took like a little bucket and just went like on the side of her head like it's just it looks bad but then again like I think that it's kind of setting us up like this is the fucking movie you're getting this person's getting slapped aside the head with a log and they're getting blood splashing off of them I will say that this is where three slightly loses out on points for me compared to two is because Angela does a lot of log work in three and she does a lot in this one too there's, There's so many stick hits. Like the stick is the deadliest <laughs> weapon in all of Sleepaway Camp. Seriously, like you get a stick, you start hitting somebody, you get the bonk sound effect of like it's unique to the stick. It has its own little sound effect, but goddamn, it's overpowered. <laughs> like once you are slapped barely yeah, with that, done. like ah, <laughs> you just fall down and collapse. You can't move. You're immobilized. Dead. Am I not right? Like, no, you're you're hundred percent. Because she's barely like tapping these people with it. It's it's fun. Although, if you believed the bad fake blood in this, then Phoebe's face, the side of it, instantly disintegrated upon contact. <laughs> yeah, it was pulverizing. <laughs> it's a bed tramer of head. Yeah, hits. like an explosion. Of <laughs> <laughs> Nobody fucking notices all these explosions all around camp. <laughs> okay, so. The next morning, Angela wakes her cabin up with a whistle. 
Um, I wrote, Allie sleep naked. Notice Phoebe's gone. Angela say send home. <laughs> Young kids take pics. Tip patrol. You're, these notes read like somebody that has like a very loose concept of the English language. Like they're trying their best, but. I was trying my best. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Okay. So um, Angela comes in there, wakes everybody up for the morning. Allie um, is our, um, she's our booby person for this movie because just about every scene we get of her, she has her shirt off. Yeah. She likes to sleep naked. Angela's like, hey, could you maybe not? Which, I don't know. Like, good for her for being so comfortable with her body. I don't feel like I could sleep naked in a cabin full of people I just met, but I'm also not confident in my body, so. Well, I think it's also fair to point it out to people if you it makes you uncomfortable or other people because, Yes, you know, like, that is a thing. Yeah, um, just like, it, it is a thing. Like, you know, in the shower, that's a different thing if you guys all group shower, but don't force it onto other people. Like, you can choose when you shower. You can't choose where you sleep here or else Angela will kill you. True. Yeah, and uh, they're talking about who's going to see us anyway, and that's when Charlie and Emilio are outside with their Polaroid taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, Tip Patrol. Which I feel like is funny because some of the things I was reading was that there were a lot of um, restrictions on what some of the younger actors could say and do. Like Rob, the character that uh, Allie ends up hooking up with a few times. Yeah. So... Uh, you know when they're fucking in the woods mm-hmm. and it's like really awkward because it'll shoot back and forth between their faces? Yeah. So the actor for Rob was underage. He was not allowed to be on set with... But it was um, cool for him to see her like be with her while she's naked. No, he was not allowed to be on set oh, while they saying. were filming that. Oh, okay. So it was a body doubler or whatever for her when she was there and then they would just like randomly shoot to his face. So that's why like... It looks so disjointed. Uh, The same thing happens with the shit sisters, too. Yeah. And then um, there's also, like, you know, in the pool where they're like, oh, party hats, two Mm o'clock. The original one was like, hey, check out the nips or something like that. But, like, he couldn't say nips. So I find it interesting. He couldn't say nips, but he can say tit. 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 Tit is a type of bird, technically. So, (laughs) you know, he's like, hey, look at that bird over there. Look at them tits. (laughs) You know, technically speaking. Yeah, technically. Uh, So, my next note. Angela plus Uncle John talk. Not as many good kids. Yeah, that's... You know what? That's very similar to my notes here. So, you got that one pretty well. Yeah, they're just talking about there's not as many good... Like, it used to be the best of the best came to this camp, and there just aren't that many good kids in the world anymore. Uh, Kind of mourning the destructive or youth or whatever which i just this whole thing is so like this is what i love about it because it's this assumption like this thinking back oh the past is so much better and it really fucking wasn't you just look at it with your nostalgia glasses angela you fucking killed people the first time you went to camp you're really gonna say that it was so much better back then she made it better (laughs) she killed all the shitty ones she thought she was gonna like save the next generation but nope didn't happen Allie, give leah food Leah say will tell. Angela, counselor of the week, sings. <laughs> she sings because she's counselor of the week. That's how excited she is. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing. So uh, the only reason I put in the thing about Leah is because Leah's whole thing is like, I'm telling. And she says it several times throughout the movie. And that's the reason Angela kills her at the end. Yeah. And I didn't even really catch on to that. Like any time that they were talking about her telling, like I couldn't tell if they were talking about her or if they were talking about Molly. 
Yeah, well, because she's just another indiscriminate blonde white girl. Like they look pretty. Similar. Yeah, they really do. So. Yeah. Um. So Uncle John awards her the uh, the Counselor of the Week award. So then Angela takes the stage. It's like, all right, let's all sing the Happy Camper song. And she asks for volunteers. So she volunteers she... Molly and Allie both. Yeah. Oh, and also we're um, introduced to the rest of the campers. We like before we have um, like the group from before. Uh, fuck, what what is his name? The main guy, Peter. Sean. Sean. That's it. Yeah. Why don't I not remember his name? Yeah. Uh, Sean. Rob. Uh, Molly. We haven't really talked about Molly. Yeah, Molly is like the good girl or whatever. Yeah. Um, she's gonna be Sean's love interest. There's also Demi. Yeah, uh, Demi. She's another, the one that talks a yeah, lot. Yeah, she talks a lot. That's her whole thing. Yeah. So those are those are the main names you need to know. And the um, the shit sisters. They're called that. Their actual last name is Show, and uh, they're like, oh well, they look like they're stoned all the time. They, they are. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I love the Show sisters so much. They get maybe sixty seconds total of screen time, but it's great because like all they say is wasted. Yeah. <laughs> they're completely. I. When we talked about Ben Simmer a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how nice it was that it wasn't completely over the top, how much they were, like, tripping balls the whole time. Yeah, this is this, the other end, yeah, it's, where it's so awesome that they are over the top. Yeah, it's not even the other end of the spectrum. It's a completely different spectrum for yeah. how over the top their uh, their non-sobriety is. So, okay, we get the scene where they're singing the Happy Camper song. You guys know what it is, because we let off the episode with it. Yeah, we did. But I noticed one thing. Angela has the guitar, and I paid attention this time because okay. I was like, I wanted to hear what the guitar sounded like because I've never heard it. I'm like, maybe I want to learn how to play this on guitar one day. It would be really nice. There's no guitar. She's strumming, and there's nothing coming out. It's all vocals. Maybe she doesn't actually know how to play guitar. Then why? Why even have the guitar to begin with? she wanted to look cool, Travis. Well, she's not even strumming right. She's doing the thing that all... It's like when people are... Doing the Robert Palmer addicted to love thing. What's that? Okay, it's this... We've talked about this so many times. It's this music video. Robert Palmer, addicted to love. He had these models in his music video that were meant to be like playing guitar, but none of them actually knew how to play guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. My mom won a Halloween costume contest one time dressed as one of the addicted to love ladies. Did she, like, fake yes. strum? Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. I like that. Um, I mean, this is, like, a thing, though. It kills me watching movies, like, when they play a song and they don't move anything on their fretboard and they're strumming just, like, nonstop. I'm, like, windmilling, basically, right now. But, like, that's what they're doing. It's, like, the same thing with, like, uh, video games like people like they take the controller and they're just jamming the buttons non-stop like yeah fucking winning we're like exactly yeah when they're typing I'm, I'm hacking <laughs> yeah it's the same thing but yeah i was i was bummed out no guitar okay don't know how it's supposed to sound maybe somebody came up with it out there on the internet though let us know all right so we find out that counts uh campers now have the option to hike or swim at pool TC invite Angela. Flirting? Says need tan. Angela hates green gum. <laughs> TC wants to talk, Phoebe. Angela says we'll call. No phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's all of TC's moves right there. Yeah, he like tried to be nice at first, and then he tried to insult her. It was like reverse negging well, in he, a way. Kind of, it was, I guess he tried the thing 
where he's like, hey, you could use some work on your tan. Why don't you come down by the pool with me? We'll, we'll tan together. And she's like, oh, I don't like that. And then he's like, oh, well, I've got some gum. Like, she doesn't like that either. And then she doesn't like green gum. So, yeah, just green gum. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, he tries to. Which I will say between green and blue gum, I'm going to go blue gum every time. They're both mint, but they're different kinds of mint. Blue's not always mint. Okay, when we're talking about green or blue gum, generally people are talking about minty gums. I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking that with green because green is so always like, associated like with mint. Evergreen and winter mint. Winter mint. Yeah, that's blue. Hmm. And there are different types. There are different types of mint, and I I think blue is better. I disagree, but you know what? I'm more of a TC guy myself. <laughs> I I align with TC here. And yeah, so I guess he recognizes that she's very serious about camping. So he's like, all right, well, let's just fucking talk about Phoebe then. And she's like, okay, cool. I'll call you. And he's like, how are you going to call me? I don't have a phone. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a nice progression because it starts off with him trying to flirt and hit on her. And then progressively throughout the movie, he just hates her more. Which, yeah, but like if she wasn't a murderer, I think they could actually make a kind of like sensible couple. I I mean, no. They are not compatible oh. at all. Are you kidding me? She's so serious and she's she's anti fun, honestly. Fun police. She's the fun police. She really is. She's the Talia of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so alright. Sean and Molly talk by a pool. Allie, party hats. Yep. That's it. Uh we mm. see Sean and Molly flirting. Um, Allie's jealous, so she takes, she's got a white t-shirt on, she takes her top off underneath, and she's like, uh, to the boy next to her, she's like, if you throw me in that pool, I'll murder you. It's Rob, and it's, uh, basically, he's trying to impress her, so he's, like, talking about his accomplishments, and he's like, yeah, so I was playing football, and I did this thing, and I won an award, and then she's, like, removing her bra, and he's like, holy shit, it's working. It worked. So I played soccer, too, and then she's like, all right, if you throw me into that pool, I swear to God, I'll kill you, and then boom, party hats. Yeah, and Sean is not impressed. Yeah. Eyes only for Molly. And I think it's a nice scene that, like, he just kind of, they both just kind of look back, and then they're like, okay, you want to get something to drink, and they just run off. (laughs) Yeah, Allie, your boobs are out. All right, bye. Yeah, everybody's seen your boobs, Allie. We fucking get it, okay? Like, everybody there has seen them. (laughs) It's kind of like we're going to talk about this next week, but Tyrell and talking about fucking. Like, we get it. You yeah, have sex. God, Tyrell, fucking horny. <laughs> My God, he, that's the last thing he says is that he's I know, horny. I know. He 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 should have been in this movie. He should have switched with Angela, and they would have had a great time together. Like that, maybe not even been a horror movie if those two characters swapped movies. Oh man, I'm excited to talk about that. In I am like too. Forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so... All right, so uh, Angela goes out into the woods, basically just, like, I guess she might be doing the hiking event, but she finds the Shote Sisters. No, it's her day off. Oh, it's her day off. Yeah, so okay. she's following the Shote Sisters. My oh, note right. here just says Angela watched Shit Sisters. Yeah, she. I mean, she finds them out in the woods, and they're fucked up. They're smoking weed. They're drinking. But for whatever reason, she leaves them. I guess she has faith in them that they could be better. So, like, it cuts think- to the next day. Okay, I think she's waiting until she's not off duty because then it looks suspicious if they Why die. would it like look, because I mean you're she's sending them home. 
Yeah, I know, but like she could be off duty, but she's still there on the camp. She's still a counselor. Like if she sees something bad, she is still expected to, you know, respond to it, right? Like it's not like she's like if TC's there and he's tanning on his day off at the pool and like one of the kids there drowns, he's like, it's not my fucking problem. It's my day off. I mean, he might say that this the camps in this franchise do not have a long history of good counselors. He's a good counselor. TC is another good guy. He's a refined version of Ronnie because he's fun and he cares about the kids. I guess. Yeah, I, it's true. But for whatever reason, she leaves him. And it's the next morning. She's asking, I think she's asking TC, right? About like yeah. if, she's, if he's seen the show Sisters. And nobody's seen them. So she goes back out to the woods. I guess that they stayed there overnight. Yeah. Do you want a whole recap of this scene? Yeah. Give me a recap. Okay. Next AM, Angela asked TC, TC butthurt, no flirt. TC butthurt. That's the one I tried to read last night. And I've, let me try and read it again. <laughs> Hold, Hold on. on. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Angela find, make out, put on grill, one burnt, next burned, say no to drugs. <laughs> it's like you're, you're writing like an anti-drug commercial <laughs> right there. You like write it down on a napkin while I'm fucked up, and I'm like, "All right, and say no to drugs campaign. Give this to Dare." <laughs> and this is how they came up with like the okay, like on the egg, like the like this is your brain on drugs right here. That's you were the reason that they did. Yeah, that. like I met a hibachi girl, like fucked up watching them make the fried rice, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, that fucking egg. That's how I feel right now." <laughs> I'm just imagining like you're at a hibachi grill and you see that and you're just like drugs. <laughs> like nobody like, uh, okay. Uh, okay, so yeah, let's actually break down the scene. Okay, so one of the sisters is fucking a guy. Yes. The other one's completely passed out. The other one's completely passed out because she's the underage actor. Yeah. Yeah. So they like they're like, whatever, like she can't be having sex too, so we'll just Which, make her asleep. And honestly, like, it comes across in the movie, like, she's the younger sister, so she's not allowed to fuck right now. Like, she's, you can get as wasted as you want, but no pee-pee. Well, I, I don't know, because, like, it, there's a guy out there, and they're having sex, the other one is, and, like, I'm guessing this is, like, really early in the morning. Like, I'm saying, like, 7 a.m., and... Were they up all night getting fucked up, or did they get fucked up at, like, 7 a.m. and then start fucking? I think they just kind of party rock. You think all, they just, like, all, full all night, night at it? Yeah. Okay. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, anyways, Angela finds them. She... It cuts to black, and then yeah. it wakes up with the older one, like, being woken up with stuff being squirted on her face. Uh, yeah, I guess she just waited for them to, like, fall. No, no, no. She shoots the guy off. And then she um, she knocks her out. Okay. With the, the log. With the stick. It's all It's overpowered. It's all. Her, she, she restrained herself. Her face didn't explode this time. And she wakes up and sits up and is greeted with a charred skull because she burned the other one. Yeah. To a complete crisp. All flesh is removed. Yeah, and I'm assuming that it's the younger one that was burned because Angela says something like, it's one thing to screw up your own life, but to screw up your sister's too. Which I'm going to posit that Angela has possibly just screwed her life up even more by... Um, by killing her? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know why she blames her sister or why she blames her for her sister. I mean, her sister is responsible for her own actions, right? 
to me, they they don't really like. Realistically, the actors are different, like definitely different ages. But like, if I were to watch this, I mean, as I'm watching this, I don't see them being different ages. Like, they seem to be like around the same age. It'd be like seeing Braden and Colton together at a summer camp. Yeah, It'd be like they're clearly bubbies, but yeah, yeah, they're bubbies. <laughs> But I just don't, I don't know. I feel like the other one's old enough to make her own decisions, at least. Yeah, but I don't know. At that age, I think there's, like, especially because they appear to be really close, I think there is an element of, you know, wanting to be like your big sister if you look up to her. I suppose, I guess. But this movie isn't that deep. No. We're just looking way too deep into this stupid one-off line that Angela says. But she lights the other sister on fire, and boom, they're both dead. Yes, uh, an ironic death that John Kramer hastily wrote down in his notebook, and he was like, "Yes, this will be a great cutaway scene in the first movie of my 10-movie biopic series. I want to go back and watch the Saw movies and find a little Easter egg of him having <laughs> like a poster of Sleepaway Camp yes, 2 in like his just, room. I'm going to look for the most like stretchiest of stretches to prove that John Kramer is a Sleepaway Camp 2 fan. If I'm guessing it's going to be in one of the movies where he's already dead and they're like, fuck, we need to get all these background shots of John Kramer because we killed him and we need him. And it's probably six, the Piranha movie. No, it's going to be like some throwaway line he has is going to be a lyric in a Bruce Springsteen song. Mm. noted brother of acclaimed film actress <laughs> Pamela Springsteen. I love this idea that he is like the biggest Sleepaway Camp 2 fanboy, that he like knows all the trivia. That's yeah. really all the Saw movies are, are Sleepaway Camp fanboy remakes. Oh my God. I like this new perspective <laughs> that we put on that series. I can't wait until we talk about Saw on this uh, podcast because... We, maybe we'll find some more connections along the way. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> Man, we've come up with some dumb theories before, but that might be one of our dumbest. I like it though. I think oh, I love it. <laughs> I think it, it holds up. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna commit to it 100. <laughs> it's it's a fact. Okay. So next morning, Angela is reporting to Uncle John and telling him that he sent the Schultz sisters home because mm. they were. Oh. First it cut to girl demand go home. Angela calls mom. Then oh, yes. tells John about Shotsis. He says talk to him or TC. I um I like the scene with the girl that demands to go home. Because that actor delivers her line the same way every single time. I, I want to, to go, go home. home. She sounds like Faruka Salk. Who's and- that? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, uh, maybe. Daddy, I want a goose with the golden <laughs> egg. That's a terrible accent. But you get my, you get my joke. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just love it because, like, she says it the same way every single I time. I want to go home. Are you sure you don't want to stay and eat some food? No, no I, I want, want to go, go home. home. <laughs> and then when her mom picks her up, she's like, "All right, we'll see you next year." And she's like, "No, I want to go home." <laughs> it's like, I like to think that they like didn't actually have lines written out for her and they're like alright sweetie you're gonna have to improv and she's like I don't know what the fuck improv is she's like what's my inspiration what do I do with this scene you really 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 want to go home she's like got it that will be the only thing I say yeah but behind the camera every time like they're like 
she says, I want to go home. And then the director's like, more, more. I want to go home. I like to imagine that they did like improv exercises to warm up before filming. And like, this was great progress for her. <laughs> like, <laughs> This is going in my film reel. This is my demo right here. I'm sending this out. Like, you know, in, in the office where we see Michael Scott at improv class and like he just doesn't. He doesn't yes and at all. Like, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. this girl. <laughs> Boom, microscarn. <But>, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so she goes home. Yeah. And um, Angela tells Uncle John that she sent this uh, show at Which, Can home. I talk about the fact that I hate that he insists on being called Uncle John? There is something creepy about that. It is. Uh, do you think he insists? I, yeah. there's there's no point where it... it's like fucking dr brennan like call me papa i'm your papa i like it when you call me big papa He's talking and about I'm like, stranger things yeah and i'm like no her papa is motherfucking jim hopper and he didn't survive the gulag for well, you to come in here and abuse her jim hopper wasn't around he wasn't in the picture when papa he was, was trying to be he was fighting demogorgons and demodogs and demodomes i'm talking about originally when before she was even released this isn't even the, the right time to be talking about this. <laughs> Sorry, it's been building up in me. Well, okay. Maybe <laughs> another day. We'll get that off your chest. But yeah, he get Uncle John gets very upset that she sent the sisters home without asking him about it. And she's like, oh, you mean like I just did? And then apparently that stumps him. He's like, oh, very good. That was yeah. nice. We needed a... Well, but the thing is, I think that they're talking about the girl that they just sent home, right? She's like, okay, yeah. I just did it with this girl. But, like, this thing still stands. Like, you sent you sent two people home. Actually, three, three people home. It's a without even talking to anybody about it. So they're just gone. But, yeah. So, yeah, talk to TC or me in the future. Is what he says. You ready for my next description? Um, yeah, I know what scene this is, so let's, let's hear this. Counselor's meeting. Panty raid. Husky voice. Husky voice? <laughs> Angela walk in, yell, Wicked Witch of the West. Get revenge. TC meh. Mare flash. Angela and Mayor Mary talk in car. Drill with no sorry. Angela and Mayor Mary talk in car. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so the husky voice. <laughs> so what happens is Angela, like, tells all the girls, she's like, I gotta go to counselor's meeting, so I'll be back, just go to bed. And then um, she leaves. The girls hear a sound outside of their cabin, and they're like, did you hear that? And um, one of the guys from the cabin goes, Just as monsters! And the club's caption says, in brackets, husky voice. Oh, you said husky voice. Yeah. I thought you said husky boys. Like a bunch of like <laughs> chubby boys like roll into the... <laughs> All right, ladies, give us your panties. All right, ladies, let's see them. It's, it's, it's Tiny Mika. He's at camp here. All right, ladies. Show me the panties. Before he was able to get fixated on video cameras. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's be real. Tiny Mika would be hanging out with Charlie and Emilio. Well, maybe he is part of the tip patrol. You know, this is also another movie introduced into the uh, series here. We have Paranormal Activity prequel also. Yes. 
All right, this is like the center hub for all of modern horror. Yes, all horror can, all horror post-1988 can be traced back. It doesn't matter, to... no matter the genre, genre, <laughs> genre, um, you got your ghost movies, Who's genre? <laughs> He's a husky boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, they do the panty raid. Um, Angela comes back, busts them, um, is like, all very mad. She's like, I don't like being the Wicked Witch of the West, you know, which I kind of like in this moment feel for her a little bit because I've said this before, but I feel like it's insane to have young people in charge of other young people. She's an adult Although, yeah, I was going to say, at least in this franchise, it's adults. Yeah. Um, So that's at least something. But yeah, she's responsible for these children and keeping them alive. Which holds up a lot better if you don't know she's a murderer. But whatever, like, in a world where she's not a murderer, I understand her perspective. Like, she's got to do what she's got to do to keep everybody safe. So, yeah, I like TC's perspective, okay? Because they, the girls are cleaning up their panties, and Mayor suggests that they do a... They're figuring out what it is that boys have. They suggest a jockstrap raid. Now... Did you have jockstraps ever? No. I've never owned one. And you played sports balls. I, I yes I did I've I've played sports balls many of them and you know <laughs> as we can tell from your sophisticated <laughs> yeah. sports ball vocabulary uh, yes like I am an expert sports pro, baller pro, professional sports baller pro, pro am sports baller yes I've played in league many <laughs> you sound like my notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but the thing is like yeah jock straps aren't really a realistic thing they're like i don't know maybe that's what girls think like that don't really know like they're still young and they're like okay i guess it's jock straps no i mean it's like boxers maybe like yeah. that would be the equivalent if that's, you ask yeah, me yeah that's the equivalent make these dudes go free balling yeah i mean yeah that's a like jockstrap but you know what maybe i'm wrong because they go there and they do actually successfully jockstrap raid because we cut to mayor walking out of a room in the boys cabin with a jockstrap on her head gross yeah well i don't she's into some kinky shit i guess um but tc comes out and he's like all right already just wake me up when it's over which that's i appreciate that because he's like this is fucking camp. Everybody's here to have fun. Like, I don't give a fuck if, like, people are raiding. Like, the girls are coming over here to, like, just jockstrap raid. Like, you know, just let everybody have fun. <laughs> See, I don't think Ronnie would have been like that. I feel like Ronnie would have also been like, all right, everybody, get out of here. Like, he wouldn't have punished anybody, but he would have ended the fun also. Or we could have had the lifeguard from number one and be like, all right, you peckerheads, go yeah. back to your own cabins. He would have just called them a bunch of peckerheads, and that would have been it. And Mary would be like, that's why I have a jock strap on my head. Yeah, like, where, what do you think I'm doing? Yeah. I took the note. I'm running with it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm listening. Mare makes... She's like, give us back our bras and panties or you're going to be looking at a lot of these. And she flashes them. That's not... Not an effective threat. It's not an effective threat. I think I say that every single time we watch it because like you're just flashing your tits. Oh, okay, cool. Like, I guess we'll keep taking them. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, party hats. But right as she does that, Angela also walks in. I don't know why she went there. I guess she, like, noticed that the girls were all missing and figured, oh, they're probably responding with their own raid. But she... uh, she busts Mare, and she decides uh, to take her in the car. I don't know where they're going. 
She says she's going to take her home. Okay, I didn't realize she was actually taking her home. Yeah, and she keeps calling her Mary, and she's like, Mare, I go by Mare. And she's like, well, you don't have to oppress Allie. You can be your own person. And she was like, this is me being my own person. And she's like, just apologize, and I'll let you stay. We're having a camp out tomorrow. And Mare's like, no. And so... I want to go home. I want to go home. <laughs> uh, so Angela reaches in the back seat. Mary's like, what are you reaching for? Some rope? And Angela goes, nope, a drill. And then she goes, full driller killer. Another movie tie-in to... Yes, but the the spin on this drill is very slow. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... That's not enough to kill. That's like a... That's just gonna, like, make it uncomfortable on your skin. Oh, she's like, ow. Yeah, oh, stop it. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll go camping. Fuck. <laughs> uh, we see Judd and Anthony from the boys' cabin. They're planning a prank on Angela because they've all decided that's who really needs the prank in here. I'm glad you got the other name because all I got was Anthony. And I can never get the other guy's name. It's like very briefly mentioned, and I'm not entirely sure it's Judd, but it sounds like Judd to yeah, me. Yeah, why am I going to believe you Like with your current note-taking I have no clue what this note is. Um, and then it says, uh, what? Well, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Let me let me break down the scene. So do you want to like, at least try and read whatever note you have there? Judd and Anthony plan prank. Yep. Rob, Rob <laughs> has a date. Allie joke that it's with his hand. Okay. That's what this note essentially boils down to. Okay. And then TC had his missing list. Yes. Well, kind of. Okay. So it starts off with them there. I don't know what they're doing. I guess like they're doing like a craft thing, but also they have this thing where they're reaching into a mm. box and like guessing, like, ooh, what are you touching? And then um, they all reach the into Angela's box and uh, Angela's like, teenage brains. And they're like, what the fuck is in there, Angela? She's like, Teenage brains. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> yes. So then it cuts over to those two. They're planning to get revenge on Angela because she's the fun police. And they're making Freddy Krueger um, like glove hands. And the other guy's like, I don't know what he's doing to the mask. He's not making a hockey mask because it's already made. And he's not doing anything special to it, but he's working on it to become Jason somehow. But the plan is for them to scare Angela dressed as Freddy Krueger and Jason, basically. And then it cuts, you know, as you said, TC is like, uh, he's making an announcement to everybody. He's like, all right, we've had a bunch of items stolen. Uh, let's see. I think I wrote them down here. Oh, sweet. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't. Oh, it's um, like so many pairs of panties, so many bras, a jock, a couple jock straps, um, some and, rope. And um, Anthony is like, one of those is mine. And Demi walks by and she goes, oh, which one? The bras or the panties? And everybody oh. goes, ha, 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 got him. Yeah. Um, some rope, um, something else. Yeah, some and, rope, uh, uh, The battery from, from my car. <laughs> He's like doing his own stand up. Beautiful okay. delivery on yeah. that. But really, somebody actually stole the battery from his car. Like, it kind of reads yeah. like a joke, but later it's like, oh shit, like they actually stole his battery. So maybe he's a little bit too laid back. No, no. He's like, he's he's having fun with it. Even when somebody stole the battery from his car, that's shitty. But he's having fun still. I like TC. 
Maybe he's trying too hard to be cool, though. Like, he's like, oh, you kids, it's okay. Rob me, it's fine. <laughs> Please like me. <laughs> um, okay, so we see Rob trying to woo Allie. See, he says, uh, where do you keep spare belly buttons? Oh, yeah. In the Naval Reserve! <sighs> That's so it. lame. You love it. That's so stupid. You call it that one too. I don't know if you remember, but like. I do. Yeah. Maybe you memorized it or maybe. I get really excited when that line comes on. Okay. I just didn't know if you memorized it or if you just knew the joke before. Plus my belly button is all bruised right now. So I need one of those from the Naval Reserve. Yeah. <laughs> um, Molly and Angela talk at this old cabin, like this kind of back in the woods. Um, they talk about Sean Angela, um, like, starts off, like, this really nice, supportive conversation with Molly, and then she, like, starts slut-shaming Allie, which is kind of the exact opposite of what you want to do. Yeah, she's, like, basically saying, no, she's probably got all kinds of disease. Yeah, she's got syphilis, you know. Yeah. Um, and she's, like, it's like my aunt always said, keep your morals strong, you'll never go wrong. <laughs> which I can actually picture Aunt Martha saying that. I can see that, yeah. Oh my, no, no, wouldn't do it all. <laughs> Angela um, finds Charlie and Amelia looking through their photo collection, and he take she takes the pictures from them. There's one with a picture of her in there. TC, she sees TC and tells him she's like, I think we need to send them send them home. And he goes, No, they've been coming here for years. We can't send them home. Uncle John won't go for it, but I will handle it. And like he has this moment, he's like, Hey. Just so you know, I think some of my guys are planning a prank on you during your camp out. Oh, yeah. But before that, like, he, she confiscates the pictures and shows them to him. And, like, the next he time we see it's like, nice, nice tits. tits. Yeah. Which. Uh, nice tits. Yeah. Mika's older brother. <laughs> but, yeah, he he, uh, he warns her that they're going to be like, planning something. And then it cuts to the next night. And the boys are in their full makeup. They're ready to scare Angela, and they go out there. Um, it cuts to the girls <laughs> while they're camping, and she Angela's made an excuse that she forgot her she pillow. She forgot her pillow. Yeah. Lame. Um, they have this moment where they're, like, listening to the radio, and they have this fun little interaction. So Allie's, like, a mean girl, but she's, like, one of those mean girls that isn't necessarily always over the top, because she does have these moments with the other girls in her cabin where she's not 100% a villain. Like, her and Molly... Like, eat at the same meal table. They, every I mean, they meal. have friendly exchanges yeah. earlier in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So they have like this moment listening to the radio, and to me, it's like, you got a pretty good taste for a suburban white cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Judd and Anthony are creeping through the woods. Anthony loses his glove. Um, while he's looking through it, uh, looking for it, he gets his throat slit with the glove. Mm hmm. And then, um, Judd goes looking for Anthony. Angela's in, um, so I think what it's meant to be is she's supposed to be doing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. Yeah. But in the lighting, with the way her hat is and the skin of Anthony's face, it looks like it's meant to be a cheap Michael Myers mask. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think it's a combination of both because it's the face and, like, the loose skin is hanging down from the neck. But, like, the Maybe face looks like Michael Myers. having watched um, Halloween 5 too many times. 
It could be the giant neck. This could be the Halloween Five mask. I don't know. Just but the inspiration. Like, it has like similar-ish hair too, like a very yeah. cheap knockoff. I think it's a combination. I think it's meant to be. But she's got the chainsaw, and um, what's I can't remember the dude's name. Judd. Judd. He thinks that it's um, Anthony. So he thinks that they're gonna sword fight with the chainsaw and the machete. But Angela knocks the machete out of his hands, and that's when he realizes shit's good. Shit's getting real. She kills him with the chainsaw. And then she goes back and scares the girls. And the girls, girl pile. Girl pile! Yeah. There's not, a do- there's not a boy pile in this movie. There's just girl piles. They're also impressed that Angela like had a moment of having fun. And they're really excited. And then Angela goes, where's Allie? And they're like, oh, she went back to the cabin. She said she had cramps. Uh, so... It, uh, it, it cuts to the bathroom with probably the most aggressive sex scene I've ever seen on film. It, yeah, it's, um, first of all, it looks like there's a six pack on the bathroom floor, but it's really like cans of common. Yeah, yeah, it's cleaning stuff yeah. in the bathroom. Um, they're aggressively making out and undressing each other. At one point, Rob is dragging Allie across the bathroom floor. She's trying to take her pants off without actually taking them off. She's basically just flailing her legs while he's dragging her across the uh, the bathroom. Yeah, none of this looks particularly pleasant. Angela knocks on the door. It's locked. I need to point out, this is like a screen storm door. Yeah. Um, Probably has like a tiny little hook. Mm-hmm. There's no way she can't hear what's going on. No. Absolutely no way. Well, not only because of that, but Allie is yelling at full volume to Rob. Yeah. She's like, fuck, like, I don't care what you do. Get out of here. Hide on top of the toilet. And then she says in the same uh, volume. Same exact volume. Oh, Angela, I've got cramps real bad. Yeah. It runs in the family. Yeah, so uh, she ends up coming in. Um, she goes to unlock the door, and then um, Angela's like, why did you have the door locked? She's like, so some creeps couldn't come in and kill me, which effective because a creep was trying to come in and kill yep, her. Exactly. But then she basically just kind of uh, smarts off to Angela, storms off, and Angela's trying to, like, start the chainsaw, but it won't start. So she just also storms off in frustration and just, like, gives up on the kill for the night. Um. So the next day, TC is looking for Judd and Anthony. Sean says that he will help. Uh, Allie asks Molly about Sean. And she was like, well, he's a lousy lay anyway. And yeah, just like, have you guys fucked yet? And she's like, that's none of your business. Which like, yeah. is good for her. It really wasn't. It's really not her business. Yeah. It's true. Um, Molly and Angela end up talking after this. Molly's crying in the cabin. And, uh, you know, just tell her. She's like, she said some really mean things about me, about Sean, and about you. And then she said that I'd probably come tell you so you can't tell her that we talked. And Angela has, like, a nice moment with her. She's like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Allie and Rob have sex in the woods. Another uncomfortable sex scene. This is the one that you were talking about before where he couldn't be there, right? Yeah, so she is doing all of the work. Um, she is super sweaty. She is trying her best, and like Rob is laying there. Rob looks like he is dying. Like 
actually like he's deathly ill he's sweating <laughs> profusely his face just looks miserable he's like ah but no like it's not like a it doesn't look like it's pleasurable like he just like i don't get the impression that he's having an enjoyable experience here but i don't know i guess like the way that this scene ends i guess that they did because she gets dressed and she's like by the way you don't have aids do you he goes and then she leaves and then he's really upset i think he wanted cuddles i think he did so i think he actually really does like her and not just for the sex aspect like cause there was a point you know when um i said earlier that he mentioned having a date it was clear that the date was with Allie, but Allie made a joke that the date was with his hand so well, yeah and i think that he thinks that she really thinks that he's funny and interesting because he's talking about all of his sports ball achievements and yeah. he's telling these jokes and he thinks that it's oh, working on her. I knew a guy like that once. Yeah. What a sucker. <laughs> yeah. But he, um, yeah, he, I guess he just thinks that, like, he's got, a, like, a nice little relationship going on here. But nope, not really. So Allie goes back to the cabin, and she finds a fake note from Sean left for her and sent, telling her to meet at the old cabin. It says, Allie, abandoned cabin, 5 o'clock, Sean. That sounds more like a death threat than a sexy time note. It does, but you know what? She's already had sex, so maybe like try death too. I don't know. She's yeah. adventurous. So the next big thrill. Yeah. Uh, so she gets up there, and she realizes pretty quickly that Sean's not up there, and she goes, God damn Molly, and then Angela pops out. She goes, no, God, God damn, damn Angela. Angela. <laughs> and she's so cheerful when she's saying it. I like. She truly yeah. is a happy camper. She really is. I like that little scene. But um, she gets the stick. Nope. First, she stabs her in the back. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, as um, as Allie's trying to walk away. And then she gets the stick and pokes her into the outhouse. Which... Uh, it's effective. It lends more power to the stick because it's enough to guide somebody into an outhouse, into the poop and pee and leeches. And leeches. Don't forget leeches. Yeah, so she has These a are reason. all metaphors for what she thinks of Allie. Yeah, uh, let's see. Shit she is had, her favorite Shit's her favorite word. word. Piss because she pissed away all of her good looks. And leeches because she is one. Yeah. And she drowns in piss and shit and leeches. That's a that's one of the worst ways that's to how, die. That's how how I always died in the Oregon Trail. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They later changed the dialogue to say you died of dysentery. Oh, really? Did it? <laughs> you died of shit and piss and leeches. <laughs> <laughs> I wish a video game would tell me that instead of game over. Like, <laughs> by the way, like in Mario, you just like fall off the world. By the way, you like, died of shit, piss, yeah, and leeches. Yeah, no, like when you drown or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So we were talking about, we were playing um, Mario 64 with our friends last night, and we were talking about, um, what was it that you all said? You were like, I appreciate that this game shows you how graphic drowning really is, because in the later Mario Mario games, it's just like, oh, you're dead, okie dokie, but in this one, he's like, ah. (laughs) So we hear really aggressive gurgling sounds are dubbed over this scene by the way like they're way louder than they have any right when she's to be. drowning yeah yeah <laughs> and he, there's like actually like leeches all over her face too that is her um imdb profile picture too that is yeah oh no 
you can choose that yourself, you know. Maybe she's really proud of that scene. Well, okay, so that's also a thing that IMDb does is that if you don't pay for a membership, sometimes they will pick a picture for you in the hopes that you will pay for a membership where you can change it yourself. Really? Yeah. That's stupid. It's this whole conspiracy theory because there were some um, racist photo shoots on ANTM, and all of the ANTM contestants have IMDb pages, and the ones that don't have paid accounts. Uh, it's just so they coincidental. Did photo shoots? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then they use that as their pictures. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the conspiracy theory, do, 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 is that it is to get them to pay for an account. So that way they will change their profile picture. I'd buy it, honestly. I mean, I'm not saying I'd buy the membership. I mean, I just buy that that's like a legitimate thing that they do. Uh, so, Rob and Sean talk. Uh, uh, it, okay, so Molly and Sean are talking. They're playing cards together, and then Rob comes by, and then he talks about um, Allie, and then this makes Molly upset, I guess. So she storms off, and then Sean decides to play cards with Rob instead, and then he asks about Allie. Um, this is all, like, stupid bullshit conversation, basically. Yeah. But um, Sean actually is talking about how he almost went to Camp Arawak. Oh, that's what this note is. Okay. Yeah, but his dad was too poor at the time to afford it. By the way, I guess we forgot to mention, Sean's dad was a cop that helped bust Angela yeah, in the original. Yeah, with the fake mustache. He's not that guy. Oh. Because we see him later. Well, it could be a different guy, I guess. It could be him. Like, I don't know why I think that that wouldn't be him. Yeah, you know what? He's probably the fake mustache guy's son. I don't know. I just, I, I saw a different actor. I was like, oh, it's not him. But then <laughs> I didn't do the same thing with Angela where it's like Pamela Springsteen. I'm like, oh, it's not Angela. <laughs> like a different Angela. Uh, so Demi walks into the cabin. Angela is sitting on the bed, fake strumming the guitar and singing Kumbaya. Um, and Demi is just like talking nonstop. And she's like, the weirdest thing just happened. I tried calling Mare because I had her phone number. And uh, her parents said she was still here. And I was like, well, that's weird. She was sent home three days ago. So she started calling all the other um, girls that supposedly have been sent home. And the whole time she's going on through this, Angela is like really great physical acting from Pamela Springsteen here. The comedy of it where she's trying to find a good weapon to kill Demi with. I've got all of the weapons that she. Okay. All of the items. So she's, yeah, this whole time she's just walking around, just like picking up different items, planning to use them. So the first thing she picks up is a coat hanger. Puts that down. Then she grabs a pencil. Puts that down. A pencil is just a tiny log, so I can see the logic there. But it's got too much stab power. Like, you need it to be blunt. Yeah. So she picks up a stereo and starts lifting it over her head. Too heavy. So she puts that down. Grabs a brush. Pats, like, the handle of it on her palm. She's like, nah. Not as good as a curling iron. No. Then she gets scissors. I think that that's too easy. But then she takes the scissors and then cuts some guitar string off of her guitar. Which, impressive that she was able to cut the guitar string with some scissors. That's how you do it. You can do that easily. We always use pliers with the wire cutter. 
Oh, you're, you know what? You're right. But I think that you can do it. Like, it's not like... <laughs> like, if somebody came up with scissors to my guitars, like, and, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, job, <laughs> try it. It's not going to work, bro. <laughs> my guitar strings are on a whole other level. <laughs> it's not going to be like that. <laughs> but, yeah, so she does that, and then she strangles the me. me. And then when this happens... Leah comes in, the one that, you know, always tells. Yeah, the our favorite character, Leah, who's had so much screen time. Yeah, that looks kind of like Molly. They need to get rid of her because she looks too much like Molly. But then she sees Demi, like, Angela's halfway pushing Demi out the window. Like, her butt is still on the other side. But um, Leah sees it, and then Angela is like, She's backing her into a corner. She's like, I won't tell. And then she's like, you you're fucking gonna always. You're going to tell. Yeah, you're going to tell. Like, and she says it like that. She's like, you're going to tell. Yeah, I like the delivery of that line. Uh, so that night, it's just Angela and Molly left in the cabin. And in order to pad the runtime, we have a slow-mo dream sequence of everything that has happened in this movie up until now. Very slow-mo. And I am not exaggerating but it's like mostly the happy camper song like it starts with her doing that and oh, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> so uncle john fires angela <laughs> yeah four uh, days later after getting counselor of the week yeah uh tc is pissed about her sending all these campers home um Molly runs into Angela. She's like leaving and crying, and she's like, "I just need to be by myself." She's like, "I don't get it. I was made. Uncle John makes me counselor the week four days ago, and then he fires me." <laughs> so Molly gets Sean to help cheer Angela up because she's like worried about her. She's like, "I know where she likes to go when she wants to be by herself." So they go up to the abandoned cabin. But Rob overhears the whole thing mm-hmm. because he's also like interjecting with his own comments, saying that, "You know, good. She fucking sucked as a counselor." Memory here says she's been fired. Um, so yeah, they go up there to go uh, and try and help Angela out, but um, they're trying to like get into the cabin. But Angela says it's like locked; he can't get in. But then Sean busts in anyways, and then when he goes in there, he sees all of the dead mm-hmm. bodies of all the campers that she's killed. So then she gets the stick. She bonks him a couple of times. He's incapacitated because he can't handle it. Yeah, because, well, he was bonked by the stick, Kravis. Yes, I know. It's so powerful. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Then she ties up Molly with, um, like, the nylon rope. What a throwback. Yeah. I Okay, so fun story. I was obsessed with strings when I was little. And I had some of this nylon rope. And this is what I would make the giant spider webs in my room with. Um. Travis knows about this. Listeners, to give you some background, <laughs> I uh, I would make giant spider webs in my room, and uh, when I had to clean up my room, I would hang my toys from the rope. It was like a giant spider web, and like I was collecting the toys that way. Um, so weird. My parents didn't put me in counseling, but they considered it. <laughs> She's wanting to be a spider. It's really fucking weird. Um, but at one point, after my little sister was born, I had to I switched rooms, and I still had the rope, but I wasn't doing the spiders anymore. And it was tied to because I had one of those fans that had like the pull for light and pull for fan. Mm-hmm. And so my parents tied the ropes to that, so that way I could like adjust the light and fan myself. And 
I had just watched George of the Jungle. <laughs> I broke that shit. I yeah, of course. <laughs> You're trying to swing on a fucking ceiling fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made sense at the time. I'm glad that this didn't end with you like wrapping your sister up in like a little spider web, <laughs> like a fly trapped in a web. God, I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Rob runs to TC and tells TC where to find Angela. So TC is going up to the cabin to go confront her because he's got he's done with her now. He's he hates gosh her. darn angry, I tell yeah. you what. He's going to give her a piece of his mind, I tell he's you. He's going to tell you how for. <laughs> so he goes up there. Before he gets into the building, though, we see Angela. She's making something on a stove there. What? So that means that John Kramer not only watched this movie, but he also taught it to his apprentices because uh, fucking what's-his-face, the guy that takes over in 3D. Mark, uh, is it Mark? Mark something? Strom. Strom? Yeah. No, not Strom. That's the Fed guy. You it was were Peter Strom, sorry. It was Peter Strom. It's Mark something. I don't know. Killed it. He's like the main guy. He faces off with Jill. We can never remember his name. We can only ever remember Strom. Who was Luke and Gilmore Girls? Why is it's it starts with an S? Also, it's also something they they hired a guy that looked exactly the same and they gave him a similar name. I can't remember, but anyway, um, when he's about to get caught, he's got a cup of hot coffee and he throws it in one of the detective's faces to blind her. Okay, well, which that's is why different. Angela Angela has the, ba- battery, the battery acid. acid. Yeah, but it's a similar kind of concept. You got this burning thing in a cup and you throw <laughs> yeah. it in somebody's face when you're caught you, you, yeah you know what you're right yeah so that tells me that john kramer makes all of his apprentices watch sleep where you can't that's why this guy was a failed apprentice because he doesn't like him he's like no not coffee fucking battery acid and he's like i can't drink battery acid and i actually do need a little caffeine right now <laughs> it's been a really long night i've been murdering a lot of people so tc gets battery acid yes with on his, his face. own car battery. With his own car battery. I like that we actually go, like, we see where the car battery ended up. It is an actual thing stolen. So, um, I think this is the point where Molly wakes up afterwards and sees um, Sean's head is in the TV. Yeah, because Sean had realized who Angela really was. Yeah. And so she beheaded him. Um, Molly ends up getting loose and she ambushes Angela and runs. Angela comes to and chases Molly through the woods, then pushes her down the hill and assumes that that was enough to kill Molly, which to be fair, a large stick is enough to kill most of these campers. So I would think falling down and hitting several large sticks would well, be enough. To be fair, she doesn't push her. She backs off of the edge herself. And Angela's like, oh, it's a shame. Like, I really liked you. I, I You almost made it. I think that she would have let her live. Maybe. She doesn't actually die in this movie. Well, hold on. So we cut to Diane. She's one of the other, she's the other counselor that we've seen. She's looking for Molly because Molly is supposed to go to her cabin that night. And uh, she finds the bodies of Charlie and Emilio. Then she finds the body of Uncle John and um, several others. And Angela ends up stabbing her as well. And then, uh, we see Molly in the woods waking up. Then we see Angela 
hitchhiking and she gets picked up by a cowgirl talking about all of her vices. Yeah, like sex and smoking cigarettes. And she asks the girl to roll down the window and the girl basically declines, which fair, it's her own car, but also like, come on, man. Like you're hot boxing your truck with cigarettes. That's not pleasant for anybody. No, nobody likes that. So we assume, well, I mean, we don't assume. She gets killed off camera. Definitely. Um, Molly makes it down to the same road. And then you see a truck come up. Um, by the way, the woman had a cowboy hat. So now we see another yeah. person with a cowboy her, hat. I called her a cowgirl. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, but I think it's funny because, like, you see, like, it's so clearly Angela. You see it so clearly. But Molly doesn't see it. it just the cowboy hat throws her off. Like, oh, Angela would never wear a cowboy hat. But she goes over there and it's like, oh, can you give me a ride? And then Angela pops her head out the window and says, howdy, partner. And it's like freeze frame, zoom in. Um, and I'm going to say that uh, Douglas Bradley also must be a fan of this movie because at the end of Wrong Turn 6, okay. no, Wrong Turn 5, mm-hmm. the one with the music festival. Douglas Bradley. Bradley Douglas? That's what you get when you have two first names. It's Doug. It's Doug just is, Doug. Doug is short for Douglas. But who goes by Doug? Or who goes by Douglas? Like if he's, You're yeah. Jesse. You're not Jessica, right? Yeah, but some people still call me Jessica. Formally, but this isn't yeah. a formal conversation. Well, I don't know Sir Douglas Bradley. <laughs> Sir, du- was he knighted? I don't know. He might be. He's British, right? Because if you're ever in any successful movie, mildly successful, you get knighted. The Queen over there. is notoriously a pinhead fan. No, they're like, oh, you watched my Hellraiser movies? Nah, dude, I watched Wrong Turn Five. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, he pulls a similar move and blinds a young girl then sets her free and then picks her up in a truck at the end of the movie. Does he say howdy, partner? Um, yeah, actually. Okay. That's his only line in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> facts are facts. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the end I, of this I would movie. tell you all, go watch that movie for yourself to find out. But honestly, our version of that is much better than the actual movie. Wrong turn five? Yeah. We'll talk about it. Will we? Yeah. Must we? We're talking about two already this month at some point. Yeah, that is definitely the peak of the, the bell graph for... For the movie series? Yeah, mm, for Wrong Turn. Yeah. Although I do like the prequel. <laughs> no. No, you don't, do I you? I do. It's stupid. It's terrible. It's not... No, I'm not I'm not even... This is actually making okay, me okay, actually okay. angry okay. right now. I don't want to <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> okay. okay. Sleepaway Camp 2. That's the end of the movie. Jesse, do you change your rating at all after talking about it? No, I think 8.5 is the right call for me. 8.5? Yeah, it feels just right. Like, it's stupid, it's fun, it's got, like, dumb moments that aren't fun, so it's just enough to, like, knock it down some. Um, But yeah, I enjoy it. I think the end meanders the teensiest bit. Just the teensiest bit. Which is weird because, like, they had to pad it. Like, this thing is barely feature length. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that gets me. Like, it feels a lot longer than it is. When you realize it's only, like, 80 minutes, you're like, wow, because that ending went on for an eternity. Well, it's it didn't go full bloody, mar- or bloody murder, where mm. it's, like, endless chasing in the woods. At least yeah. there's, like... We didn't have every character film their own scene where they're the killer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so... At least it didn't do that, but I'm going to keep mine at a nine because I still really enjoy this movie. I love that it's a sequel to an already great movie, but it makes it 
its own thing and it's enjoyable in its own way and it's super fun so and it inspired so many of my favorite movies or the the killers it, it's the central yeah. point for so many movies going forward i'm gonna submit that onto imdb trivia yeah and see if it ever gets taken down mm-hmm. um if it took down skeleton they'll take that down I'm still so mad Skeleton. Skeleton deserved better. Skeleton deserved his IMDb page to stay robust. By the way, Skeleton was a character. We've talked about yeah, this Yeah, we've talked. Yeah, we talked about it. I'm pretty sure on Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, you're right. Well, for, if you didn't listen to the episode, he's a character. And yeah, he's in uh, House on Haunted Hill, and he's and also Elvira. in Elvira's. Uh, so we're tying it back to the beginning of this episode. Full circle. Um, yeah, uh, he was a special guest on her revival um, special last year on Shutter. And he had all kinds of credits until mm-hmm. it got removed on IMDb. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think the only thing I would change is the ending. Like just just tighten it up a little bit. Just okay. You know, I, and if I mean, I love that the kills are very like. I mean, it is what it is, but you know what? Like, I don't think it would take away my enjoyment if they would have amped up the actual kills. Like, if they had budget for special effects for it to be better, I think it would have been fun. But then we might not have had the stick because they're like, we don't have a budget. Stick is king. So that's, that's that's a thing. No budget leads to good decisions sometimes. It makes movies better if you work with that limitation. Okay. Okay. Um, what did Talia rate this? Talia was asleep pretty much the whole time. She was kicking and running and barking at the end, so she was really into it. It was a full sensory experience for her. Um, eight out of ten, two points for each paw. Yeah. Um, and Zoe did watch the movie with us. She got right beside me and curled up, and she's like, oh, shit, you guys didn't tell me we were watching this movie. Yeah, she was, okay. she was very into it. Um. Do you want an IMDb review? Yes, give me a review. Okay, so I chose a more negative review because I know how we both feel about this movie. Angela Johnson, Pamela Springsteen. Yes, she's related to Bruce. The killer from the first film is up to her old tricks again. She's one of the counselors at Camp Rolling Hills. As long as the girls at camp are nice and stay away from sex, drugs, and swearing, things are fine. But a few step over the line and Angela kills them, cracking bad jokes all the way. The original Sleepaway Camp was a vicious and nasty splatter film but had some good points to it. This is a vicious and nasty too but has no good points to it. The plot has been done to death and this adds nothing new to the formula. There are plenty of gory killings in here. People are burned alive, heads are cut off, throats are slashed. But all the gore is so obviously fake it actually become comical. This also has the smallest amount of campers I've ever seen and virtually <laughs> everyone is far too old for their roles, especially Higgins. As expected, there's the gratuitous female nudity here provided by the tremendously untalented (laughs) Jesus, Valerie Hartman, and the obligatory good girl, good boy team, Renee Estevez and Tony Higgins. With the sole exception of Springsteen and Higgins, the acting is lousy, even by slasher movie standards. There's also a cruel edge to this movie in which one character is drowned in an outhouse. Uh. Boring and sick with a stupid plot, pointless nudity, and bad gore. Skip it. Okay, so... Listen, some people see a con, and some people see a pro. Yeah, like, I respect that, but that's somebody that is obviously looking for, like, an actual good movie. movie. Like, they want something serious. This movie, I think, 
at conception was not meant to be anything serious. This it's kind is, of written as a comedy almost, too. This is a movie for people that are good at making their own fun. Yeah, that too. But and I'm not I, saying that people that want, like, a good movie don't know how to make their own fun. I just feel like sometimes, like, I don't know. I feel like art, you have to kind of get what you put into it, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect the average person to enjoy this. I think people who are very into, um, especially this era of movie and this era of slashers, um, for us, I think, I speak for myself, but I think I may speak for both of us, um, 80 slashers are probably my favorite all time of, like, any horror. Like, that's my favorite time period for movies. I would rather them be like this, like they're over the top and nonsensical and completely self-aware than the ones that are trying really hard to be good. I like both ends of the spectrum because I like it when somebody actually makes a legitimately good movie. Like you get that with, you know, a lot of the Halloweens, Friday the 13th, all that stuff. Like they aren't trying to be stupid movies. They're trying to be good and they are good. And this one right here is... A movie that I think it knows its limitations, it knows what it's wanting to be, and it doesn't try to be anything better. And just, I don't know, if you can accept it for that, then you'll like it. If you're wanting something more along the lines of like the original Friday the 13th, stuff like that, you might not be a fan. I would maybe just watch the original Sweepaway Camp. That'll have, I mean, that's kind of how that is. Like, that's the same take, but with that approach to it. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Do we have some listener reviews? Yeah, we got a decent amount, actually. Okay. On Twitter, we have Aquile Boobs. It says, campy. Ah. Campy as fuck. For reals, though, I didn't enjoy the sequels as much as the original. I felt the actress playing Angela was a little over the top. Still enjoyable movies, but for me, the first one is King. I like her over the topness. It works tonally for me. Yeah, I mean, kind of going back to exactly what I just said. Like, I, I enjoy it, but, you know, I... I get that too. Um, Xander, okay. you know, we we know him uh, from recording a podcast that has not been released. <laughs> but um, he says, uh, Fave in the series, I can do the happy camper song from memory. Seems. <laughs> All right. On Instagram, we have a couple more. We have Cube Save says, It's good. Three is much more fun. I mean, that's where I'm leaning these days. Yeah, uh, I am still in the camp of two being my favorite. Um, I It's going to be hard for me to budge on that one, though. Robert Atone says, lean and mean. Shouldn't be as fun as it is. I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it, it has no right to be as much fun as it is. Yeah, because like, it does that for us. Like I said, objectively, you look at this thing, it's not a well-made movie, but it's it's just fun. I remember my mom, we got her to watch the first sleepaway camp, and then I was like, okay, now you've seen this. I need to introduce you to sleepaway camp, too. And she was like, wow, this is very different, but also very fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Andy Eating Candy says, it is a lot of fun. I think I watched this one more than the original. Definitely. We same do here. the same. Yeah. yeah. And HorrorFan1992 says, fun sequel. Yes. All right. Those are our reviews. All right. So we're doing sequel month here. Uh, so all of these movies, we've already talked about their predecessors, and we've already come up with dream sequels. And I think every so, every single one of these movies this month have a sequel also. 
Yes. So I think I just want to say. Dream. Oh, no. Does this live up? I, I don't remember what our dream sequels were for any of these, but does this live up to a dream sequel for you? Like, is does this... it does it meet the standard the first one set? Um, it's a different standard. It's 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 too different. Like, I mean, it's the same setting, but you know, like a lot of times when we do these dream sequels, sometimes we're serious about it, and sometimes we go wacky with it. But we're like, I fucking like the idea of going wacky with it, and this is kind of how that is. Yeah, so I think that this is kind of like it lives up to that type of dream sequel that we set. Definitely. Who did you relate to? I relate to TC, man. I like green gum. I like mullets. I um, I liked the fun that he had. And I just liked his character. I think that he was a cool guy. And if I were ever a camp counselor, I would want to be TC. I would change my last name to something with a C. That way I could be TC. Right now I'm just TW. T-dubs. That shit don't work. T-dub. Call me T-dub. That's my new name. Don't do it. Start now. All right, who'd you relate to? Um, T.W. <laughs> you gotta add the yeah. Jesus. <laughs> um. Go ahead. Oh God, who did I relate to? I guess probably Molly. I'm kind of a fucking nerd and. The good girl. Yeah. No drugs. No fun. Yeah. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Related to Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. That's that's, that's it for it. this week's episode. Um, I suggest you guys check this out. Um, we're continuing on with sequel month, and uh, we're going to be continuing yeah. with this one immediately here. Rolling but right into it. With for you guys. I still know what you did last summer. Yes. Which you can currently stream on HBO Max or rent on Voodoo Prime, YouTube, or Google Play. It is definitely the most worth it of the last summer sequels. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and I'm going to say, uh, we said there were a lot of off-screen deaths in Sleepaway Camp 2. Boy, howdy, talk about some off-screen deaths. Oh, but they're, they got some good on-screen ones, too. All right, but watch those, or watch that. Come back next week. Yeah, talk and, about it. In the meantime, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to help other people join in on the discussion with us. Yeah, and uh, go to our social media, share your reviews. That way we can get them on the show. Yeah. Um, you can do that through all of our social media. You can email us, whatever you want to do. Just go back to the beginning of this episode. If yeah. you want it, you'll find it. Or it's in our show notes. Yep. So, but yeah. All right. We will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Just as monsters. <laughs>